parents, we often have gut feelings when something just isn't right. This can be especially true in co-parenting arrangements where one parent is struggling with addiction. If you're co-parenting with an ex-spouse who abuses alcohol, Soberlink can help. Soberlink's alcohol monitoring system is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to provide evidence that they are not drinking during parenting time. The system's real-time alerts, facial recognition, and tamper detection ensure the integrity of each test so you can be confident your kids are with a sober parent. With Soberlink, judges rest assured that your child is safe, attorneys get court-admissible evidence of sobriety, and your kids are able to maintain healthy relationships with both parents. To sign up and get $50 off your device, visit www.soberlink.com empowered. Welcome to the Her Empowered Divorce Podcast. I'm your host, Beverly Price. With my 30 years of divorce coaching experience, I fully prepare you for the critical decisions that will impact you for the rest of your life. Through this podcast, you'll gain valuable insights on all aspects of divorce, from the logistical and financial to the emotional and legal. With expert guests, practical advice, actionable tips, and inspiring conversations, we'll explore how to master your divorce and emerge stronger on the other side. You don't have to face this alone. Let's start this journey together and create a better future. So without further ado, let's get started with the show. beautiful. I'm so glad you're here today. One of the most emotional topics in divorce is how the children will be affected, what child custody and co-parenting look like. And I want you to be able to hear about this topic and the role of a parenting coordinator in the divorce process so we can all understand just how this role is so vital to children. My guest is Jamie Davis and she is amazing. She's an attorney and co-managing partner at Gaylor Hunt and host of a year and a day podcast, Divorce Without Destruction. Her practice incorporates all the areas of family law with a concentration on complex equitable distribution and child custody matters, including relocation and interstate cases. She also focuses on family law contracts, premarital, postnuptial, separation and property settlement agreements. Jamie, thanks so much for being here today. I know we've done podcasts together, and it's always great to see you. Thank you, Beverly. I'm happy to be back. To kick this all off, I had mentioned to you before we got started that I was somewhat unfamiliar with the role. So what is a parenting coordinator, and what role do they play in family law cases? So a parenting coordinator is a neutral third party typically a lawyer or a therapist in most cases, they have received special training um, to become a parenting coordinator. And in a high conflict case involving the custody of children, the court can appoint a parenting coordinator to assist the parents in making decisions for their kids. Um, for example, in a lot of cases, folks have joint legal custody. And what that right. means is that both parents 
need to be involved in and agree upon major decisions for the children. And a lot of times, I'm sure this is not going to surprise you, when folks are getting divorced, they really don't see eye to eye on much. And decisions for the kids can be some of the things that they disagree about. So in those types of cases, a parenting coordinator can be really helpful at being the tiebreaker when mom and dad don't um, agree about a decision for the child. I bet that's useful. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, one of the benefits of having a parent coordinator is that the children can get what they need in a more timely manner. Like, for example, let's say that one parent wants the child to have a particular dental treatment and the other parent doesn't agree so that the child doesn't walk around with a cavity forever. You can ask the parenting coordinator to make the decision as to whether or not the child receive whatever the treatment is. Um, The scope of authority of the parenting coordinator can vary from case to case. In Wake County, we have a form um, and there's check boxes for all the different areas of authority that the parenting coordinator can help with. It can range from things like pickup time for the child or healthcare management, maybe extracurricular activities. A lot of times too, parenting coordinators are able to help with issues of communication, whether the issues of communication are between the parents or with the children themselves. Um, and so a parenting coordinator can be helpful in, in lots of different circumstances. Can any of the issues be prevented by a thorough and detailed parenting plan? Or are these different issues than are covered in a parenting plan? That's a great question. Um, in my experience, it is impossible in a court order to provide for every possibility. Um, gotcha. Even the best drafted custody order might have some ambiguity somewhere or some situation may arise that nobody had thought about. Um, Parenting coordinators can also be used to fill in the gaps, so to speak. Like for example, let's say the parenting plan says one parent has the children on Halloween and even numbered years. The other parent has the children on Halloween and odd numbered years. But there aren't any exchange times listed. And so mom and dad are arguing about what time they're going to exchange the children. The PC could come into play there and and make that decision for them. How does a parenting coordinator differ from a parenting coach? Um, That's a great question, too. So a parenting coordinator's decision is actually binding like a court order. And so if the parenting coordinator issues what's called a directive, If one of the parents does not follow the directive, the other parent could ask that they be held in contempt for violating the parent coordinator's directive. Whereas the parenting coach, in my experience, is more focused on getting the parents to work together and to to facilitate that communication. Your parenting coordinator is actually going to be making decisions when you and your co-parent disagree about things. It's almost like having a third parent in the relationship. Yeah, what's that story about King Solomon and the two the two kids or something? Making decisions is sometimes really tough. Right, spoiling um, the baby. Yeah, absolutely. So um, are there p- places where you have to get into managing communication and facilitating decision-making because the, the co-parents have just ongoing conflict? 
Absolutely. Um, so I actually work as a parent coordinator in some cases, and oftentimes one of the first issues I'm asked to decide is communication between the parents. How will they communicate? How frequently are they going to use a particular method? Um, you know, there are several online platforms that parents can use to communicate. Our Family Wizard is one of them. Talking Parents mm -hmm. is another one. Um, and so a lot of times, one of the first things I'll do is implement some of those rules for how the parents are going to communicate. And the rules will depend upon the level of conflict between the folks. I mean, there have been some cases where we have to put parameters in place that they're only permitted to communicate on certain days. One parent gotcha. can send a message one day a week, another parent can send it on a different day, but outside of those particular times, they're not supposed to be communicating with one another. Many of us have been taught to spend all our time, money, and energy investing in husbands, children, community, church, family, and others, but not ourselves. Divorce is not the time to do this. I'm Beverly Price, the empowering divorce coach who guides you on your journey before, during, and after. The next steps you will take set the stage for your entire divorce and life afterward. I help you prepare fully for what is to come, understand and navigate the process, come to terms with your emotions, avoid costly mistakes, and create an empowered life after. With the right support and guidance, you can move through the process with knowledge, strength, and confidence. Schedule a free consultation with me at HerEmpoweredDivorce.com. Let's journey to the other side of divorce together. And now let's get back to the show. This, this sounds really great. Can you help make it a little more real for me by examples or success stories that you have where a parenting coordinator's involved? Um, sure. So a lot of times parents disagree about school choice. One Ooh. of the benefits of a divorcing family is that either parents address can be used as the base school for the child. And in certain school districts, both parents may have really great school options for the kids. And so they can't agree on, on which address should be used and which school the child should go to. And so if in the order that appoints the parenting coordinator, the coordinator is given the authority, they can actually make that decision about school choice. And so I've had numerous cases where that has really been the biggest issue for the parents that they just can't decide which school. Um, and so I made a decision in one case about the school and everyone was on board with the decision. And after that, the child actually got into a different school and the parents were able to agree after my decision <laughs> that the child attend a different school. And so I was very pleased to see that they had begun to work together. I mean, part of the parent coordinator's job is to work themselves out of a job. Our goal yes. is to get folks to a place where they can communicate without us and they can make decisions about their children without the parenting coordinator, because as the parents, they know what's best for their family. What happens when, um, the conflict is so great that um, that they're that the two are so far apart. Do you kind of take over everything, all the decisions? 
Uh, tell me a little bit about that. So each parent coordinator does it a little bit differently. Um, as part of my process, I have an intake meeting with each parent separately to sort of scope out what the potential issues on the horizon are going to be. Um, and after that, I tell them how I will make a decision. Um, if there is an issue that arises, I always ask first that they attempt to resolve it with the other parent. My mm -hmm. job is to not be a workaround. They have to deal with each other first before right. I'm willing to entertain an issue. Um, and then I have a form. It's called a request for PC action. And on that form, I require them to set forth the issue, set forth what they would like to have happen, and let me know what provision of my parent coordinator appointment order gives me a, the authority to make the decision and then I actually ask them to check a box and initial saying they've tried to work it out with the other parent first. Ah. So regardless of the level of acrimony, it's really important that the folks try to agree on the issues first. And then when they can't, the parent coordinator can step in and be that tiebreaker. So um, if the parenting coordinator is a neutral party, does that mean you cannot also be the attorney to one of the spouses? Yeah, that's right. Okay. So you need to be truly neutral. When does the parenting coordinator step into the process initially? Is it after the divorce? So at any time during a custody dispute, either parent can ask the court to appoint a parenting coordinator and the court will make a determination um, about that. And if the judge finds that it is a high conflict case and the parties have the ability to pay for a parenting coordinator, then generally one will be appointed. Um, in other cases, when folks are able to resolve their custody issues themselves, provided they end up with a consent order rather than just a contract, they can also agree that a parenting coordinator be appointed. So can you also work with other professionals um, like therapists or counselors maybe even a parenting coach to provide comprehensive support? So if there is a particular issue on the table and for me to get all of the information I need to make a decision about whatever the issue is, I can reach out to therapists or other professionals who are working with the family to get additional um, information. Part of the appointment order provides that the parties will cooperate and sign any releases that are needed for me to obtain whatever information I need to address the issue. What, um, what advice would you give parents to, to um, really improve their co-parenting and their communication? Because I know that is so challenging. Um, I often refer my PC clients to a book that Bill Eddy wrote called <laughs> Biff for Co-Parenting. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And it sets forth that, you know, communications between co-parents should be brief, informative, friendly, and, and firm. Um, and I try to get folks out of the habit of every single response to their co-parent being you know, this long narrative about everything that happened during their divorce, none of that is, is necessary anymore. I mean, at the end of the day, 
the goal is to do what is best for your children. And often right. that means being able to make timely decisions for your kids so that they get what they need in a timely manner. Do you have any success stories of the children coming out of a relationship like this in a situation like this? Well, unfortunately, I usually don't get to see the end result. Often a parent okay. coordinator's term is limited to 12 months to 24 months. They oh, can okay. ask that you be reappointed if they still need you. But again, you know, my job is to work myself out of a job um, yep, so that the yep, family yep. no longer needs me. Wow, that's great. Jamie, this has been so informative. How can our listeners find you? Um, well, our website is divorcestough.com and my email address is jdavis at divorcestough.com. And I also host the podcast, A Year in a Day, Divorce Without Destruction, where you will find lots of information about parenting coordinators and other topics affecting divorcing folks. Absolutely a phenomenal podcast. I would highly recommend it to everyone. Thank you so much, Jamie, for being my guest today. This has been so enlightening. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Beverly. And to the audience, thank you for being with Jamie and me on this episode of Her Empowered Divorce. All of Jamie's information will be available in the show notes. This and all our episodes can be found at HerEmpoweredDivorce.com on the podcast page or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also watch the video version on our YouTube channel, Her Empowered Divorce. Please share our podcast with your friends so we can reach out and help as many women as possible. Join me for our next episode where I'll be diving deeper into what other expert professionals can share to help you on your journey. And until next time, stay empowered. listening to the Her Empowered Divorce podcast. Be sure to check out my other episodes of this podcast at herempowereddivorce.com on the podcast page or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please subscribe and leave us a review. This will help me reach out to help more women so they don't feel so alone and share this with your friends. With the right support and guidance, you can move through the process with knowledge, skills, and confidence and on to a time of growth and empowerment. If you're interested in learning more, schedule a free consultation with me at HerEmpoweredDivorce.com. I appreciate your support. Until next time, take care and stay empowered.